Hi, this is Bob Wells here, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. This is the show where we hear about people's interests and uncover some fascinating stories at the same time. I hope you enjoy today's show. In today's show, I'm delighted to be joined by Gary Moat. In the 1980s, Gary was best known as the drummer in the famous rock band Heavy Pettin, who toured alongside bands such as Kiss, Ozzy Osbourne, Magnum, and many, many more. Today, Gary is the lead singer, frontman, and musical creator for the rock band Burnt Out Wreck. Hello and welcome to the show, Gary. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, nice, fairly bright winter's day. It is a bit chilly, yes. <laughs> Although I can see some snowdrops coming through, which is nice. Yeah, I've got them in the garden, yeah, definitely. You're based in England, Gary. Where, whereabouts in England are you based? Uh, Northamptonshire. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're not a million miles away from me in um, Stamford, South Lincolnshire. Yeah. It's great to have you on. So before we talk about your musical career, could you please tell us a bit about your journey and how you came into the music industry, please? Well, probably when I was about nine, between nine, ten years of age, start bashing pots and pans in the kitchen like most drummers do. <laughs> and uh, that led me into the drumming world, you know, um, watching all the <clears throat> the British pop bands of the time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, T-Rex, Sweet Mud, things like that, you know. All the, all the, um, the glam rock days of 72, 73, I remember it well. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, you know, it's funny, I was in the boys' brigade at the time, you know, because that's the way that you're raised, isn't it, you know? <laughs> and uh, they gave me this big snare drum, so I used to use it as a floor tom because my, my parents bought me this old Woolworths drum kit. There was only three drums on it, and I totally destroyed it within about two months, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was proper wood and stuff. It wasn't a plastic thing, but oh. it, it's just that... So I got into that, and then that was what, what done it, really, you know, as uh, the drumming. Um, and then after that, <clears throat> going into secondary school, um, I got a proper uh, full premier kit. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was it. I was drumming all the way up until I was, I don't know, <clears throat> about 29, 28, 29 years of age, something like that. And then, obviously, as well as drumming, I was writing songs as well, co-writing songs. And, uh, yeah, I just decided that might as well sing it, seeing as I was writing the songs, uh, saves finding someone else to do it, you know? So you haven't always sung. You, you've played the drums, but you got into singing later, did you? Yeah, I was um, the drummer in Heavy Petting, as you say. And, uh, but, you know, um, we all co-wrote songs and stuff yes. together. And, uh, yeah, so done that but because i sing in the register that i sing in it's quite hard to find people that do that you know and yeah. most of them are just grunting you know yeah. so <laughs> a real man's voice <laughs> yeah 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 well I, I must admit i've been doing a bit of listening to um your new stuff and you know the last three albums that you've done and and um there's there's a definite sort of um and i hope you don't mind me saying this there's definite acdc voice feel to it yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well join in with everybody else. <laughs> they so it's, also, no, it's no big new revelation then? No, not at all. No, of course <laughs> not. You know, of course no. not. ACDC were the band, yeah. you know, uh, back in the day when I was about 15, 16. And uh, 
yeah, they just blew my mind at the time. You know, I remember seeing them when they first came over to the UK and they played up in Glasgow in the, the Glasgow City Town Hall, I think it was a, the Town yeah. Hall, and uh, just wrecked the joint. You know, everybody went mental. You know, and it was just a just a fantastic gig, fantastic memory. You know. Ah, uh, jeez, but never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, before before we talk about the the latest project and everything, um, I'd be very keen just to for listeners that might have sort of heard of, or, or certainly been into heavy petting in the eighties. If you don't mind, just talking about it a little bit. How did it feel when? I mean, you know, they, they were part of, I guess, what was known as the new wave of British heavy metal, weren't they? Um. Uh, well, we sort of came just slightly after that, really. Um, okay. You know, I, I, I see a lot of people say. Or put heavy petting into that category, but it's we weren't really, you know. I know that we, we, yeah, we were writing songs during that period, and yeah, we were a band uh, at that time, but I don't think we had quite become heavy petting then. I think we were just just a few months away from that. Um, so the new wave of British heavy metal really is people like Iron Maiden and Def Leppard and things like that, you know. It's uh, it's a tricky one. Yeah, <laughs> you were just a rock band. Yeah, say so just a rock. You were a rock band. <laughs> just a little Scottish rock yeah. band. <laughs> yeah. So how did it feel? I mean, you know, the, the, there was some, quite some success there, and and um, how did it feel in the, in that in the nineteen eighties when you were part of a professional band going around the world and you know mixing with all these other musicians? How did it feel? It was, um, yeah, it was just amazing. Obviously, um, we were only twenty two. I think 22, wow. 23 years of age. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we were still kids really, you know, Yeah, and, uh, we get through right in there because we got signed to Polydor. Um, they threw money at the band, uh, not at us. <laughs> we didn't get the money. Uh, you know, the band got the money. So it just, the money went into making the band bigger and recording and, you know, touring costs, you know? Yes. And so, you know, yeah, we did do well, but you know, you have to sell records to become become rich in this game. But but you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Brian May from Queen produced our first album. Um, that was the Letting Loose album. The Letting Loose album, yeah. and uh, so that was a an nerve wracking time in itself yeah. you know brian yeah. may's interested in you okay let's go to this rehearsal studio and walks brian and we're all like oh my god wow. <laughs> you know what do you do with that you know yeah. it's like you know <clears throat> we've got all these albums we've seen them you know and uh and just love love the queen at the time you know obviously and, still and how, how how did having brian um produce the album affect the sound um or influence the sound yeah, he he definitely um, showed us, you know, uh, Brian was all about vocals, really, you know, and harmonies, obviously, because, as you know, you know. Um, Big part Queen, of Queen. Queen <laughs> harmony crazy, you know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, so he was the he was the best man for that kind of thing yeah. uh, <clears throat> at the time, and he did show us a lot, and we have kept it with us forever, Um or even on my new album there, if you listen to that, the harmonies that's in that, I've got so many. It's just I can't go near a chorus, but it's got to, <laughs> it's got to be huge, you know, because that's the way that it was installed into us as a, at an early age, you know. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. nothing wrong with it at all. Uh, that's rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> um, 
And I also noticed that you you put a you put something in to go on the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, well, that came at the end of Heavy Petting's career, really. You know, um, um, you know, things were moving along. Musical taste was changing. Um, you know, the record company were looking for a commercial success to try and claw back any money <laughs> that was owed by the band, obviously, and uh, not just by Heavy Petting, but in the 80s, they were throwing money at every band. And, you know, there must be some debt racked up in the world through that. But, you know, they said, okay, let's do, do you, do you fancy doing Eurovision? Put one of the songs out there. And obviously it goes out to millions, so the chances yeah. of it selling something and recouping some money was was first and foremost in their mind. Yes. I expect, you know, but uh, basically it killed the band, really. Oh, really? You know? Oh, that's sad. You yeah. know, the, the heavy metal fraternity just just said, no, get mm-hmm. lost. And, and that was the end of that, as it were. Oh, yeah, we got slated big time for that, but still do, still do. It's ridiculous. You know, forty years later, yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, what thirty years later? Well, I, I, I was really interested to read that um, John Lydon with Public Image put put a um, nomination in for Ireland this year. Yeah, I think I caught a bit of that um, yeah. listening to the radio in the car one day. But um, yeah, no, it was just a, a small clip, so I've not really heard it, so no, I can't, no. well, I can't it didn't, comment on it. <laughs> well, it didn't, it didn't get through. It's a shame, but uh, no, no problem. Um, so after heavy pet, there seems to be a bit of a gap between your music that you were playing um, around the country and everything, and the, and your new band, Burnt Out Wreck. Wait, uh, what, what happened in between? Well, it, Burnt Out Wreck, yeah, in ninety six, ninety, let's go around about ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, uh, myself and Gordon Bonner from Heavy Petten. Uh, we lived in Milton Keynes, and we decided to form a new band, and we ended up calling it Mother's Ruin. So we wrote a bunch of songs, and you know, throughout the throughout the nineties into up to I don't know, maybe about two thousand, the mid two thousands, uh, we played gigs here and there around the country, and. Nothing great happened from it, but you know we had families and day jobs and sort of juggling everything as needs to happen. Yeah, and so we never pursued it very much. So, so what, what what was the name of the band at the time? M- Mother's Ruin. Mother's Ruin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. that took up most of all that period, you know, and then I think it was uh, about two thousand and. 13 maybe I thought I'm going to start Mother's Room back up again because it had been away for a good four years, five years and I got the guys back together and we done a couple of years of that and then they started we had some young guys, he went to uni and others just fell apart and just went their own ways, you know. Yeah. Just just the same story for every band in the world, really. Yes. Yes. And and uh, so after that, yeah, we got to two, 2016, and I thought, I'm going to go in and record some of these songs that were from that period, because otherwise they're never going to get heard, as it were, you know. So yeah. uh, quite a few of the songs, half of the songs on Swallow, uh, 
Burnt Out Rex's first album were from that time, you know? Yeah. And then I just wrote some new songs, and then there we have it. That was the first album, so that was that came out in 2017, and, uh, yeah, it's been great ever since, really, you know? <laughs> So the latest, latest album, Stand, Stand and Fight, came out last year? Yeah, December, mid-December last year, so it's not really been out very long, really. Yeah, and, no, I was and, listening to it on um, on Spotify um, after we'd reached out and spoken to you for an interview. Okay, yeah. And uh, it's a great album and, and um, carries on, I guess, from the second and the first. Yeah, I mean, the, the second album, This Is Hell, uh, was a real bunch of songs that just all sat together and hard hitting and it just, it just sounded different to the first album in some yeah. way, you know? And then I thought, well, how am I going to actually, you know, people are asking for a third album. I'm thinking, how am I going to better this as hell? Because in my head, I couldn't get over that. There was a hurdle there, you know? And yeah. uh, gradually during the awful time of lockdown, oh. <laughs> obviously. Then I got yeah. all these songs started coming through out of me and, uh, yeah, and ended up with the 12, uh, 11 tracks that's on there. I ended up with about 16 tracks, but whittled yeah. it down to a bit. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess lo- lockdown was tough in terms of not being able to tour, but, but quite productive in terms of writing songs. For myself, yeah, because, you know, I, I write all, all my own tunes and uh, – all the, the music and all the lyrics. The only thing I don't do is I, don't, I can't play lead guitar, you know, so yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, I, did see, I, did, <laughs> I did see a photo of you with with a guitar. Yeah, oh, I can play, I can play rhythm, you know, yeah. obviously, because I write the songs. Don't I? So I can play rhythm guitar, no problem, you know. But uh, Are you still but, playing the drums at all? I know you're obviously the lead singer now, but are you, do, you, do you still, you know, want to play the drums? Um, I... The past two years, um, last last year, last summer and the year before, I had uh, both my hips replaced, so one after the other. Okay. You know, and yeah. so playing drums has just not <laughs> – I couldn't even sit on a drum stool because it was just desperate. For 10 years, I've been like couldn't, – couldn't stand up, couldn't walk oh, straight. Okay. It's been a hell of a carry on that, but, you know, so – so yeah, but I, I mean, I love drums, obviously. But and uh, so funny you say that because two weeks ago, I went up to Glasgow with some of the guys in the band, and uh, Paul, our drummer, couldn't make it. So I went up there and I played the drums, and that's the first time I've sat behind a drum <laughs> in all these years. You know, since uh, recording Swallow in two thousand and sixteen. So I played, I played half the drums on that. Oh, did you? But but that was okay. I was still okay then, you know, <laughs> just yeah. about painkillers wise. But um, yeah, so so it was great. But that was three years in a rehearsal room with the guys. Um, so I'm playing the drums and trying to remember all the, the lyrics and and everything, and and then trying to remember how did the drum go here? What does Paul do here? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay standing out the front now, you know, and just yeah. singing away. But you you think what 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 actually happens here, you know? Because uh, I know they're trying to follow me, and I'm, uh, uh, you know, uh, and I'm like, oh, what if I fluff this up, you know? So. Yeah. So how? I mean, listeners who haven't heard your music, and I'll put, if you don't mind, I'll put some links on the show so people can sort of link to your music, Gary. How, right. how would you de- how would you describe your your music, particularly the latest album? Um, we are just a classic rock stroke 
bluesy rock type of band. Yeah. You know, um, full of high energy rock and roll. It's uh, like you said earlier, yeah, it's got touches of ACDC, um, I suppose. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of influence from Judas Priest on this new album and Bad Company, even, I would say. Yeah. You know, from, from uh, a couple of the songs. But, yeah, it, overall, it's just me and my crazy mind coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of writing the songs, what, what's what's your process? Obviously, people have different ways to do it. Do you do, you do the lyrics first? Does, it, does a melody come to you? How, how does it work? Yeah, uh, it, in many ways, but um, my preferred way is just to pick up the guitar and have a blast, you know, and see what I come up with, you know, yeah. and what comes out of me. And uh, I'll, I'll just pick up on something and I'll just keep running with it until I have got a, a melody to go over the top of it. And, and then, hey, presto, we're away, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it can take up to, well, I don't know, two, three years. Really? Maybe, maybe even longer, um, yeah. you know. But there's plenty of uh, material in the pot. As to you know the, that I can recall and start uh, revamping as it were, you know. You, see, you obviously write the lyrics. You come up with it with the, the tune itself. Do, do you sort of uh, do all the arranging yourself, or is that in collaboration with the other musicians? No, they they come in. Uh, I just I do it all and send it to them, and uh, maybe change a couple of little bits here and there, but yeah. nothing nothing major, you know. And then they come in and. Well, because we go in a proper recording studio, we don't do it from home. Uh, oh, you don't do it remotely like like lots do nowadays. No, nah, we just go into the studio and yeah. bash it out, you know, bit by bit, and uh, yeah, we just layer it, you know, start with the drums, add the guitars, then backing vocals, and then the, leave the main vocal to the end and, and yeah. uh, the lead guitar. So do it that way, but you know, and 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 it's great to use the guys because they they always bring something new that i haven't heard yes and their, their delivery of it you know so of course or else it just sounds like a robot because it's just me that's <laughs> bashing it all out and playing the same thing as it yeah I, I guess you need those outside influences just to help it add, add a bit of color yeah definitely, definitely yeah and so talking about contemporary music itself what, what what's your view on contemporary music uh, not necessarily rock what sort of music are you into it than listening to it at the moment gary um, well, none really. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I like all sorts of music. You know, um, yeah. if if I'm in the car and it's a long journey, like like I said, going up to Glasgow there a couple of weeks ago, I had the radio on the whole time, just listening to the radio and all sorts of different things, trying to find a good signal. So floating through all the channels that you do, going up the motorway, and uh, I'll listen to anything, you know, because. Yeah. You know, but um, just, you know, I first started going to the Glasgow Apollo when I was about 14 to see bands, you know, like, what was it, a pound a ticket to go to go in to see... I remember. <laughs> to go in to see people like uh, 10CC and, yeah. you, you know, even Elton John. I remember going to see Elton John when he had the Elton John band and, uh, you know, yeah. and all these people from that time. And we used to go there it seemed like two or three times a week we were going there at that kind of age because as soon as we get into it it was just so exciting you know so yeah i like all sorts of music well we were, we were talking before the show gary weren't we um about 
sensational Alex Harvey band and Zal Clemenson. And yeah, as I say, I, th- I think we probably were brought up in a similar area with a similar era on the music T Rex, yeah. Slade. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I remember going, you know, three quid a ticket to see Thin Lizzy and, and yeah. uh, excellent stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. them many times, you know, Thin Lizzy and. Uh, Oh, just you, you know, everybody just used to go all the time. Yeah, all the time. yeah. So we've talked about music. What what do you do outside of music, Gary? Outside of music, um, I am a slave to the grind with the wife's horses. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I noticed you said a pl- yeah, that was a plural there, Gary. Horses, <laughs> horses. Yeah, exactly. So How many have you got? Ah, oh, too many, too many. Um, yeah, she's got um. Five at the moment, yeah. Five, wow. Yeah, unfortunately, one just died. He was oh. twenty-five, so you know they get on a bit as yeah. we all do, don't they? And uh, yeah, sad, but there we go. So your your job is is looking after them and riding, or no, or? no, no riding. I'm afraid the riding days of horses are definitely gone. Uh, gone, you know. Um, I did have a bad experience <laughs> about uh, fifteen or so a year ago, and oh. uh, I got my my boot stuck in the stirrup, and he bucked me off, and then proceeded to dance all over the top of me, giving me bru- giving me bruises all around me, unmentionables. So <laughs> it was just ridiculous. So I said, right, we're not getting back on another one of them. Then you know, but. Stick to um, cars and motorbikes, thanks very much. (laughs) Well, I suppose animals are a a big change, you know, an an animal like that, um, a big change from sort of playing rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, well, well, we've also cats and dogs and horses, so there we go. I mean, for any listeners that are sort of thinking about entering the music industry, not going to put an age on it at all, but what advice would you give them? um, Just, you know... Keep writing new songs. Keep writing songs. Keep recording. Um, don't let anybody take it away from you. Do it all yourself, and you might make some money from it. Yeah. When you say don't <laughs> let anybody take it away, you mean, you mean don't let them take the songs from you, or don't, yeah, don't let them influence yeah. your sound. Yeah. Don't don't sign to people that will promise you the world, but they mm. don't have the world to give you. And yeah. uh, you know, um, it's crazy. You know, as you mentioned Spotify. You know, there yeah. we are. You know. Yes. <laughs> what is it? Point, point, point zero 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 one p for every yeah. listen or something. Yes, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got a, a statement in from uh, South America, you know, and uh, it, it was showing something like just under about ninety eight thousand streams, you know, and yeah. uh, I think I got about five pound, you know. So, you know, and you've got the people over there saying, when are you going to come and play <laughs> in yeah. the USA? When are you going to come and play Brazil and and, and uh, in Mexico? You know, because, you know, they had it all planned. This is what we should do. And yes. we were like, where are we going to get the money for that? You know, we did it. What? It's just, it, it is, it's bonkers. People yeah. think that you're, you know, you're a megastar, you know, well, you know. There's the reality of it. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you selling the um, the latest album on um, vinyl at all? No, it's not on vinyl because uh, it's just not worth it. Not worth it. I mean, goodness sakes, you know. Um, we've got it on CD. You can get it on CD, um, and you can get it, you know, obviously online, Amazon, or straight from Cadiz, the uh, distributors themselves. Yeah. 
So well, I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes, Gary. I know you said earlier, but yeah. yeah, that's you know, so that that that's the best way, and we'll probably sell some at some of the gigs that we've got coming yeah. up. So I was gonna, that was going to be my next yeah. question, actually. It was a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> what gigs? Where, where are you playing? And when? Um, well, middle of March, we're up yeah. in Scotland. We've got uh, a Friday and a Saturday coming up. Yeah, um, and we're playing in uh, the Dreadnought and Bathgate, and we're playing at. Bannermans in Edinburgh. Uh, we've been up to Bannermans quite a few times, and it's always a cracking gig, you know, as you can imagine, in a dungeon in Edinburgh. A dungeon? Yeah, it's like wow. uh, it's like right down underneath the the ground, uh, you yeah. know, and 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 the roof's just like a big archway, you know, of old stonework, you know, in medieval Edinburgh, you know, it's. It's fantastic. It's very cold, though. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. But a great, ma- great atmosphere. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody oh. warms, warms it up when they're in the mosh pit. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> they, it's great when they all start singing. You know, and there, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, yeah we've, what, we've done that. Have you got anything coming up in England? Um, we have got. Yeah, we've got gigs. I think just about every every month. Um, we're playing at the. Uh, we've been asked to play at the Cambridge Rock Festival. Oh yeah, and so that's just come in a few weeks ago there. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and we're playing HRH um, later on in the year. Uh, I think that's in Yarmouth. HRH, uh, Hard Rock Hell, it's called Hard Rock Hell. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nothing to do with the king. No, I did wonder. <laughs> he's a big burnt out reg fan <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be marvellous wouldn't it yeah it would yeah yeah but um yeah yeah i can't remember the other gigs off the top of my head you know i'm not i don't have a big list in front of me but they're all available on your website i guess yeah they're on, they're on facebook and yeah. stuff yeah and on the website as you say and yeah. uh yeah we look forward to seeing everybody out there you know yeah well, what other projects do you have coming up, Gary? Uh, new album? Uh, new album. No, that's that. that oh. <laughs> You've only just brought one out. <laughs> we just brought it out. The, the last <laughs> one, the last, the one before that came out in 2000, November 2019, you know. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you don't want to put them out every year. That's just crazy. Yeah. You know, in between everything else that's going on, we're, uh, go and get in there and write a song, Gary, quick. You know, <laughs> just like just like the nineteen seventies again. <laughs> That's right. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, you know, but um, yeah, It'll work probably, in progress. Probably be next year. Yeah. you know, um, you know, because there's so many songs, and I've got to look at, and so many new songs that I would like to, if I could just get the time, like I say, to sit down and do it. You know, but life pushes you onwards. Gary, thanks ever so much for coming on. It's been a great um, discussion we've had and um, I wish you all the very best. Thanks very much for having me and uh, yeah, it's been very good. I've enjoyed it. have been listening to undercurrent stories i hope you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to share the show link to your friends and family and if you have 60 seconds i would be most grateful if you would please rate and review to hear more episodes please subscribe to the show and visit undercurrentstories.com 
If you leave your email in the link, we will notify you as soon as new episodes are released. Also, check out our social media links, details of which can be found on the show notes. Until next time, this is Bob Wells wishing you all the very best 